is it? Messenger service. March, we're gonna play a game. I think you have the wrong house. It's called Shut Up Unless You're Me. I love that game. You're a private investigator? Just 20 bucks in there, all right? Just take it. No, I told you. I'm not here for that. My messenger. Give me a left arm. No! Yeah, come on. No! When you're talking to your doctor, no! you tell him you have a spiral fracture. No! Deep breath. No! Hello and welcome again to Hollywood RX. The doctors are in. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd that come from? That is, uh, that is of course, Dr. D, and I would be Dr. G. Sorry, I jumped my cue. I was too excited. Um, tonight, we're looking at another L.A. story from Shane Black, the creator of the Lethal Weapon franchise, most recently the director of Iron Man 3, um, where we have Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling as two unmatched... <laughs> yeah, mismatched detectives. A mismatched pair detectiving their way <laughs> through... Uh, trying to find a woman who may or may not be connected to the murder of porn star, the nice guys. I basically overall, I I felt like this. It was almost the movie for me was almost like a nice bath to soak in. <laughs> I loved the chemistry of uh, of uh, Crow and Gosling. I thought they were amazing together. So much so that I was I was willing to forgive so many things in the. <laughs> Yes. In the movie itself. That, okay. Uh, I, I, it, it, it was a bigger disappointment because the two of them were so good. Okay. That's your quick take. That's uh, quick. You know, <laughs> mine is probably not that much. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. There are just some very sim there are some very fun moments. But, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, my, I, you know, I'm pretty... Uh, pretty close to uh, to your to your take there. I like the nice warm bath to soak in. I think that's a good starting point. But I agree that there. It's for me. I'm trying to figure out were the things I had to forgive too numerous or too uh, unpleasant to to cancel out the pleasure of uh, some of those scenes with the two of them. Uh, it's it's hard to know exactly, but uh, I'm kind of with you. It's a it, if you were, uh, you, oh, I know what you left out the sort of '70s era. Oh my God! Part of it. It's right, right. It takes place in uh, in 1977, Los Angeles, and right. it sure does look like it's uh, like an episode of The Rockford Files. Absolutely, more, absolutely. Uh, I can't tell you how much it bothers me that you brought up The Rockford Files first, but. Maybe I can go back and do a little edit and don't mind thing in the other end, so to speak. <laughs> All right, so those are the takes. Let's let's get down to brass tacks here. Um, you've seen it more recently than I have, so once again, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you lead the way. What was your takeaway? That it was it wasn't as fleshed out as as his previous works. I never thought I'd be defending himself. <laughs> against himself. Um, this was almost to me like a. This was like a, a sub version of uh, the last Boy Scout, just I, with a second vibe, and it could have, it could have actually been really amazing because 
The two of them were great together. The girl was great. Like, you know, and, and typically it's like, you know, every every hitman, every little slick hitman's got like something something unique and special about him. Um, much like Taylor Negrin in uh, <laughs> in Last Boy Scout. Yes. But, yeah, the, I, I really wish they had done a little more with... Well, Taylor Negron and everything. Well, I mean, he had something special. You know, we've, we've seen him in a couple of different places. Although now I'm at a loss. I, you know, I think I might be thinking of something else entirely. Well, no, this is not fair. I do like him, but who I'm thinking of is an actor whose name I'm not going to remember from Perfect Strangers, from Beverly Hills Cop. He was in the, has the accent he plays. Bronson Pinchot. Bronson Pinchot. That's who I was thinking of. Oh, my God. Who is not comparable. Taylor, no, 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 no. Taylor Negrin was one of the hitmen in The Last Boy Scout. I guess. I... Um, uh, he was also in Easy Money, if you remember that. He plays the guy who marries Rodney Dangerfield's daughter, Jennifer Jason Leigh. I remember it only vaguely, but I... Uh... He was he was, a, he was a gay comedian. He was really fantastic. No, I know exactly who he is. I just had him misplaced for and, a second. And died a couple of years ago. It's really, it was really sad. Right. But, uh, anyway, but but the, the guy, like, Blueface here right. was kind of like almost a... a a version of Taylor Negrin's character. Gotcha, gotcha. In some ways, he could have been a much more non-distinct actor if you were going to cover his face in blue anyway, because that is what he then becomes recognized for. He could have been much more plain in his facial area. But, um, yeah, I thought that was... Uh, I, I like that touch that he had this, you know, um, easy way to identify him very quickly as a, a, and, and what his beef is given that his face has been turned blue. Um, yes, it's some of the stuff you said just kind of set me off because I, I, I kind of consider Shane Black's writing work as a guilty pleasure. I think that uh, Lethal Weapon is fairly well constructed and enjoyed it a great deal when I was, you know, just out of college or just in college or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. Lo these many years ago. So um, I have a great fondness for that less fondness as that franchise wore on. Yes. And generally speaking, his other writing has been, has had, you know, the returns have been, return on investment in his other stuff has been less and less as far as I was concerned. Um, certainly you've got um, la uh, Last Action Hero as uh, arguably the lowest point. Um yeah, too much about that, but I do remember he wasn't. Wasn't it one of the six or seven uncredited writers? Like uh, six guys, and none of them can get it right. Like, I mean, it's it's on his IMDb page, so I don't know if he can he can be held completely responsible. I don't believe he, I. I could be wrong. I mean, look it up for me. Look it up for us. But I think uh, I think he's one of several writers on okay. that. I think that was development hell. That may be an unfair ex example, but certainly Last Boy Scout. Uh, Did you happen to see Kiss Kiss Bang Bang? I have seen it, and I don't have a fond. I don't have specific memories of them of it. But what I do is not particularly fond. I feel like this was a better version of that. It yes. falls between that and the Last Boy Scout. Yeah, I think um, I think that's. That's uh, I think that's fair. Um, and this would have been as good, if not better, than the last Boy Scout, just because the recreation of the period was so authentic. And Gosling and Crow were both so incredibly comfortable. 
Oh, like that, like slick, grubby side of yes. Yeah, L.A. was perfectly. You could you could smell them both, and you they actually had different smells to them. Those two characters, those two actors, it was very gritty in that way. And I I don't know that I've ever liked Crow more than I liked him here. I'm not saying it's the best thing he's ever done, but I liked him the best here. Mm. Um, he was the most uh, likable and accessible to me in this. Um, and uh, I've always liked Ryan Gosling. He is, um, he's dreamy. But, um, but I definitely think, I mean, I think that, that their, their chemistry here is better than the chemistry of Riggs and Murtaugh but I th- from Lethal Weapon. But I think the Lethal Weapon, it was built better, so their chemistry was more consistent in that movie than this one. It was what? It was up a different time. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, and so, yeah, I definitely feel like, I think you said at one point that he sort of was borrowing from himself or from past movies, whether they were his or not. Um, I think you said it uh, off mic. Um, and so I'm agreeing with something that you said that no one else heard but me. But you were right. Um, I, sh- I no. should have just claimed it for uh, myself. Have You have... Um... You have a, a case of doubles and mistaken identity. Yeah. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. You have the uh, <clears throat> this like fractured, fallen father and precocious daughter. Yeah. Dynamic from Last Boy Scout. Um, you know, both of these end with a, an element of like taking down some big senator or something yeah. like that. You know, in some by the second, you know, climax. Right, right. Manages to uh, but, to, but hang on, <laughs> but don't just stop there. Sorry, you've oh, got okay. Chinatown. Uh, I think you've got Chinatown in that. Not that it's in the '40s, but it's it's Los Angeles. It's a government corruption type thing, but also just a personal family thing laid on top of it. Um, I feel like there was definitely stuff from that. Um, And I would say, you know, I would even say Lethal Weapon in that it's this buddy-buddy thing. You know, a mix-matched pair. It's not exactly... I mean, yeah, but in in his way. Yes, yes. Um, The way he he illustrates them. I really liked, um, I can't remember her name, the, 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 the daughter. I thought... Oh, the character or the actress? The actress. She uh, was her, her name is something odd. It's I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but it it looks like Angori Rice. Something like that. Yes, it's it. Something it's Australian. Ang, it's A N G O U R I E. So it's either Angori or Angori Rice. Angori Rice. Um. Angori. Well, yeah. Um, she was amazing. I yeah. thought. She was. She had a different dynamic with each of them, and I that I thought was really, really yes conveyed. And I wish it had gone a little deeper. The, her her um her composure and I think she's a terrific young actress, and I liked her performance a lot. I wrestle with it in the context of the movie. I don't. She was a part of the movie that I wasn't necessarily expecting. Um, and, and I'm still not sure that, 
her presence helped me enjoy it more necessarily. I thought there was some of it that was was good story-wise, but I'm just generally bothered with the degree to which she was exposed to um, pornography, violence, danger, and all of these other things. Yeah. And so I, I'm sitting in as a... I mean, I think I was exposed to pornography, violence, danger, and other things when I was a child, essentially her age in the 70s. But that doesn't mean that it's entertainment to me now as a father in the, you know, the 2000s or whatever. Huh? It should be. It should be? It should be entertainment. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So, and then to extend that to her friend, that started to get sort of uh, grotesque to me. Yeah, the... Yeah, the freighter was a little more involved than I thought. Um, and uh, I certainly was, I was very taken aback when she was thrown through the window. Absolutely. Um, it, it was almost stomach-turning, actually. Yes. I, you see, I would have found it this much less stomach-turning. That was slightly, I'm making a physical gesture on a microphone. I would have found it slightly less stomach-turning if it had been the daughter. Because at least she had earned her way into the situation as a family member, and we'd seen her exposed to some different things before that. But this complete random stranger, that doesn't fall into slapstick. Uh, throwing her through a window and having her essentially be knocked unconscious. It's also just, you were saying lazy writing. And I'm just like, yeah, that just gets her out of the way. Right. It eliminates her as a, well, why doesn't she run for it? I'll tell you why she doesn't run for it. We'll knock her the fuck out. And then she's, then she, then why even have her there? I, I feel it. No, you know what? I feel like I, I feel like really the point of her being there at all, yeah, was to be thrown through the window. I, I think you may be right. I, 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 th- I think he wanted that in there, and you know maybe you know maybe, I don't know maybe maybe the studio head was yeah. like, nah, he's gotta, <laughs> you know she what she is. We're not you know like it's got to be you know bigger. Here's what she is. She's there in the way. When a bad guy grabs a bat or say an axe in a in a movie and they swing it at the at the at the protagonist, but they miss and they hit the vase and the vase explodes into a million pieces, you know what that bat is capable of. They show you or that axe, they show you this is a dangerous thing he's holding. And then that increases the danger for the other for the person. So I think that friend was essentially the vase. She was there to get shattered in some way. And, yes. and to demonstrate what these people are capable of, as if we didn't already know. Yeah. To somehow heighten. But it, I felt like it was lazy, cheap, easy writing, and I didn't appreciate that from him. I agree. I feel like he 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 maintained his gr- his grade or maybe lowered it slightly as a writer, and I feel like he upped it as a director. I don't even really count Iron Man, because I feel like there are so many supervisors on something like that, making sure you don't fuck it up. That I don't, yeah. I can't really give him credit for not fucking it up, and I actually didn't even like it that much of the Iron Man movies. I it was the one I liked the least, um, and uh, and you know what? And there are scenes with little kids in that too. I'm sure you haven't seen it, but there's uh-huh. a there's a scene where Robert Downey's uh, Tony Stark befriends a ten year old boy. I'm like, what is with all this uh, hanging around with children stuff? Let's move on. You know, uh, Riggs and Murtaugh didn't need kids. They had the black, the little black friend, and the little Jewish guy, and that was enough. Thank you. I was also, I was also kind of, uh, I was a little repulsed with that ten-year-old boy offering to show his dick. I mean, I was like, Oh my god! 
I, I was like, is this the unrated version by accident? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I agree with you. I, and that may have been a thing from the 70s. I don't recall that happening very often, if at all. Not in my neighborhood. No. And $20? That'd be like $100 in, in 1970. What kind of dick must that kid have yeah, had? 69 cents a gallon of gas. I bro. know. Seriously. He should have been asking for two bucks. At least then it would have been uh, realistic, unless it was extraordinary in some way. That was a young Johnny Holmes. Um, uh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that was, yes, that was, to me, was gratuitous, and I didn't even think it was funny. I just thought it was gross. Yeah. I think yeah. it's his attempt to maybe be like Neighbors or some of these raunchy summer comedy things. It was just, a, I don't know how that got through. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely baffled. I am, too. Um, but f for that matter, Russell Crowe was allowed to sing in a movie that's essentially an opera. You know, Russell Crowe was cast in Les Mis. And, I can't wait to... Oh, yeah. And he's terrible at singing. So, you know, things things happen. Things get by. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's one of the first songs he does in that movie. I leaned to whoever was sitting next to me, my wife or my son, at one point as he was straining to get a, a higher note. And I said, I said, uh, he just burst his left testicle. That he was working so hard to get there. The strain in his body, you can see. Yeah, and it was just, it's horrible. It's horrible. My apologies to anyone who loves that movie. Crow is terrible in it. At least when he's singing. Um, You're going to run into him someday. And... <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure he can't defend that. I'm just going to step back. <laughs> um, um, yeah, he, he was... Uh... He was fantastic. Yes. Um, what else? I didn't. I, I didn't quite get suddenly this whole. Hey, she asked me for a hundred thousand dollars, but I don't want to take it. It absolutely doesn't make any sense that those two guys, who they are with their experience, would, and with what they have going on right now, right, would carry out what he did, and they would do it together, leaving the children unattended. Yeah, that's that, that's a huge leap in logic. Also. When they're getting out of the party, there's a, there's a point at which Crow is catching up with Gosling with a crowd of people around in a way that's like, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And, and my first thought is, um, hey, aren't you now going to make sure the little girl's okay? Like, Right, right. <clears throat> and, and because Crow specifically knew that the girl was there or had been there even after she was sent away. And he told someone, you know, get rid of her, get her out of here. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that it happened. So, yeah, the, the, that sort of stuff where the kid is there where she's not supposed to be, where she shouldn't be, lying around and watching pornography with uh, adult film stars. Uh, I mean, it was 1970s porn, so it's not exactly as horrifying as what you can find uh, if you have a, a, a computer and an internet connection uh, today, uh, it was a little tamer back then, but it's still not something that... I mean, how old was she supposed to be? Probably 12, 12, 13? They said 13. Okay. Well, that's... Well. <clears throat> not that it's okay to watch porn with 14-year-old girls either. Let's get this clear. They've got to be at least 16. But, um... <clears throat> you know, I'm going to be like on the FBI. I'm going to be on a watch list now. I really hope to have 
really hope you're happy. Uh, yes. Yes. Um, so, oh, shoot, what was I going to say? Uh, Kim Bassinger, Basinger, it doesn't yes. matter how you pronounce her last name. Was she or was she not god-awful? Yeah, I was a little amazed that it was her. Agreed. I wonder I, I, if uh, maybe her working relationship with with Crow might have been a, a an influencing factor. They were in uh, L.A. Confidential together, right? And so maybe somebody said, "You know, it would be great for this." Did they have bad blood? No, no, no. Not that I know of. I'm saying that they. I'm assuming they got along well, and that perhaps Crow. Um, suggested that she be uh, considered for this role. But <clears throat> I sort of feel as though... Um, I, I feel like she was airbrushed. I feel like she was framed and sat very still and, yeah. and had her... and Because she looked... She didn't look younger. She looked like no age or she looked right. just weird. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, and I don't know why you would need an actress of her caliber, given that the writing for that part was not anything other than first draft writing. You know, there wasn't, there weren't layers, or it was not anything we hadn't seen before in other things in other ways. <clears throat> to be the big bad villain, right? Um, so that was just strange to me. Yeah, it was strange. It was. It was indeed strange. Um, there, there were even for you know this kind this this kind of action movie. To me, there were uh, there were still some moments of incredible of incredible uh, improbability. <laughs> yes, please tell. Oh, I, that 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 Ryan Gosling wouldn't have several broken bones to contend with at the end of that movie. That the girl lands on the car from where, like way up in like the ten or twelve. Oh. <laughs> I remember what they were. Right. Do you mean in the very beginning, or because they're? Well, no, at the end. When, oh, okay. When she lands on their car. Yes. How is she supposed to have been coming from? Because was it everything on the fifteenth floor or something? Uh, they seemed like they were very high. Yes. Yes. I know. Um, but even that. In the improbability category, even that very opening scene, which is quite spectacular and fairly pointless, um, it could have just been that she goes off a cliff, but it had to have this little thing with a kid in the house and he's stealing a porno magazine from under his dad's bed. It looked like a mom, so I didn't understand why there was a Playboy under her bed or whatever it was, a penthouse. No, it wasn't even. It was like something that doesn't even have a centerfold. I don't know what the, the porn was, the... Porno mag. Yeah, it was, so, it was something fictional, I believe. It wasn't. But it's supposed it's he's looking at pictures of this, you know, porn star Misty Mountains, and right. then, and then over his shoulder, you know, you can see out the window a convertible goes off the, at the edge of a cliff, and as the as the car zooms past the camera, you can see that the license plate says Misty M on it. Right. So here you, I mean, perhaps she was so famous that. 
every no matter where she went off a cliff, there would have been somebody looking at a magazine with her pictures in it. But just that the coincidental nature of that seems incredible. And really, the boy has nothing to do with our story. We lose him immediately. But he does actually have, like, that moment where he goes down, he finds the body, and he covers her. Yeah. And so he does, he is one of the few sort of decent, humane actions that we see happen in the entire movie. One of the few decent males. Yes, exactly. He, he's a nice guy. Um, I did find it funny, though. She appeared to be completely nude. Um, so I'm going to just go with the idea that she was largely undressed when she was behind or, the wheel. Or extremely loosely dressed. Or extremely loosely dressed. But what I loved was um, that he takes his jacket or he gets a piece of clothing and he covers her torso, presumably leaving her lower half <laughs> open to the open to the weather. Uh, maybe, he, maybe, maybe he draped the sleeve. Yeah, down. something. I'm like, don't you have so, a, a tube sock? You could... You know, do something to just uh, cover the whole thing. It would be a little more dignified. But um, <clears throat> so yeah, there were there were a lot of sort of sort of improbable, coincidental type stuff. But we've only sort of touched in passing on the chemistry between Gosling and <clears throat> and Crow. Uh, those scenes where they had that very tight, you know, back and forth. I'm not yeah. even. Those things didn't even feel scripted. They felt ad libbed and and. I want to give credit to think that they were scripted, but those guys just played those. Extent, a skeleton yeah. was scripted. And yeah. Because they, they have this back and forth that's just incredible. Yeah. And I can't wait to see alternate footage and deleted scenes. You know what? These. That's a good point. But God only knows what, what, you know, unrated, what the hell could, you know. <laughs> yes, that's true. Um, but, but, uh, but Ryan Gosling himself. Uh, really showed strength as a physical comedian. You already knew he was good verbally with dramatic stuff, but he has a great uh, comic timing with his uh, verbal delivery. And just that that stuff in the in the bathroom stall alone, which was part of the trailers, um, where he's got the newspaper and he's got a cigarette and, he's, and a gun. That's that, 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 that bit was incredible. That stuff is great. If you'd seen it in the trailers, for me it was diminished a little because I'd seen it in the trailers, but then it goes on for another, you know, 30 seconds after that, and, and I was laughing, I was howling at the stuff that came later, and yeah, I'd love to see, I'd love to know what take that was because he does it so yeah. beautifully, kicking the door and dropping the cigarette and all of that stuff. So I'd be very interested in seeing, like, in the future, how he is cast, you know, to show off this, what we're all seeing as this new ability of his, but obviously he had it all along. I don't think anyone's going to knock on Russell Crowe's door for him to do a big comedy, necessarily. No, but coming to knock on your door. <laughs> and Listen, if I have to go because goods. Russell Crowe throws a rotary phone at my head, I will do that. I will do that for this show. I'm going to do this for you people. Um, <laughs> he'll have to get here before the uh, the federales do, because they're also racing over to uh, call me away, apparently. So you want to hear something funny? So, I do. Uh, one of the trailers that uh, that we saw beforehand yeah. was... Um, oh, I've already forgotten the title, but the thing with uh, Jonah Hill about the... Oh, arms yeah, yeah. Uh, War Dogs. War Dogs. I've seen yeah. that trailer a couple times. So the joke about underbidding yes. was already spoiled for me. 
So by the time when Kim Basinger voids the ten thousand dollars, <laughs> oh my god, yeah, five thousand dollar check, I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Funny. See, but I think that was even, even without knowing the underbidding, I just feel like that was not a sharp moment. No, what's wrong with it is that it, it it's a shift in perspective. Now we're seeing something exclusively from her from her point of view, and Good that's call. not in keeping with the movie. We yeah. shouldn't be seeing that. I agree. Um, that is funny, though. What did you think of that War Dogs trailer? You want to save your trailer talk for later? Yeah, I think well, that sounds like a segue to me. Well, I wasn't completely done, but I'm close okay. enough to done. Okay, okay. I'm trying um, to think. Yeah, I read an article about the uh, the, the 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 true story uh, years ago. Yeah, uh, it's uh, yeah, and it was ripe for someone to do it. I didn't quite realize that uh, that they were that young when it happened. Oh. Because it seemed youngish to me. Right. Or the, I mean that the characters were young, like twenties or late like late twenties. Yeah, yeah, they um I get, well, I guess that is true. I mean I guess it's you know it's probably true. But um yeah, they looked like there was a little too much uh, of like them shooting off rounds and jokes about it. Um yeah. I'll still probably see it. I felt like the trailer went on. I mean, every trailer I ever see goes on longer than I want it to or need it to. But that one really, because as it went on, I started to get less and less of a sense of what the Sorry. movie was. Yeah. And it started to lose me a little. And it, it, for no really good reason, made me think of that recent Tina Fey. Um, and the title is going to escape. Tango Whiskey Foxtrot. I yeah, say, Tango yeah, Whiskey. Yeah. I, I had the same reaction with that. Mm -hmm where you're eventually going it just you realize oh this is a shaggy dog story that doesn't really have a a through line to it um <clears throat> i got you i'm going to jump back just for a minute to and we can wrap up on um on the nice guys um so first of all you had mentioned rockford files and i i had a rockford files vibe off of it from the very beginning yeah, me too. Um, just to, because of the time frame, probably in the cars, but he is a detective, and oh yeah, no, and that that ad that he has looks like a mock-up, or like they just went and looked at the Rockford Files Yellow Pages ad and essentially yes. made their own version of it. Yeah. Um, but more than that, uh, Rocky Rock the Rock used to keep um, his gun in his cookie jar. Right. So that's a straight lift um, in that case. And, um, excuse me, what did I, uh, well, there was something else I was going to say. Oh, that it was originally, they spent some time, years or whatever, not this cast, but Shane Black was pitching this around town as a TV series. Hmm. And I could, I, you know, when I read that afterwards, I went, I could really see that. While I was watching it, I started thinking about other actors, even as much as I was enjoying the two of them. I began thinking about other actors who could play those parts, and then in retrospect, I realized I was thinking of TV actors. Um, sure. Jason Lee from My Name is Earl. That is his name, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jason Lee would have been terrific. I mean, he, he has that mustache anyway. He would have been yeah. terrific in the Ryan Gosling part on television. Yeah, that's true. Um, but the Russell Crowe character. Yeah. Uh, huh? What about the Russell Crowe character? You know, I... I don't know. What do you think? I'm trying to think of some basically 
like a meathead type guy. Well, I mean, I've I've already uh, declared my love for the actor whose name I'm not going to remember, so that's not going to go anywhere good. <laughs> Here we go, people. I've forgotten something important again. Oh, wait. I'll tell you who I think could play the TV version of the Russell Crowe character. Is uh, the actor John Barenthal. He was from uh, The Walking Dead when I first saw him. But you would know him, uh, uh, Dr. G, from the uh, Sicario. He was the guy she met in the bar and, and took back to oh, her yeah, place. Yeah, sure. yeah, he's yeah, that yeah. one. So he's a TV actor, essentially, who uh, is makes a good thug. I don't know what his chops are as far as being comic are concerned, but with Jason Lee, I feel like you'd be in good hands uh, going through that. I did want to say one other thing. I mean, it feels stupid now, now that we've left uh, Angry Rice. I thought okay. she was fine. I, I want to go back again and say, I thought she did exactly what she was supposed to do, and I really liked her kind of as a Nancy Drew, and I liked those relationships. And then if you think about it being a TV series, you start to go, oh, I see where those things, where there's room for that to grow. Like, you yeah. you were like, I didn't get enough of her with either of them. You know why? Because that relationship was designed to be explored over the course of a TV series. But she did remind me, uh, just facially, of a young Anna Chlumsky. Uh, who was in My Girl when she was that age, but who's now on Veep and um, other... Funny, I was thinking Martha Plimpton. Martha Plimpton? I don't. I never saw Plimpton as sort of, well, this is dangerous territory. Oh, oh you're talking about, um, oh, you're talking about like actual vibe, not just physical. Yeah, physical. yeah, just the sort of, uh, the look and the, the whole sort of package. Um, she just reminded me of Anna, Anna Chlumsky a little bit. Um, Shane Black has a couple things of note in the future. One is that he's going to write and direct, they say, uh, a movie based on the, I want to say comic book, but it was sort of a series of early, early comics called Doc Savage. Um, almost seems like uh, Doc Savage appears to be a precursor to maybe someone like Indiana Jones. So a, a comic book character that was probably inspired by those action serials that uh, were, you know, were, were coming to the theaters in the 40s. And they, they cast yeah. uh, Dwayne Johnson as this, you know, uh, this man who supposedly raised from birth to be smart and strong and capable and everything else and Apparently, he's very awkward. It's almost like it's, what if you got a, a physical specimen like Dwayne the Rock Johnson, but he had Asperger's, you know, right. and, and then you put him in an, in an adventure, you know, so we'll see. Supposedly action adventure. And then Shane Black is also redoing uh, Predator. Oh, that's interesting, because he, he, he did an uncredited rewrite of that. Of okay, that. I always thought he was... And he's in it, of course. Okay, yeah, yeah. Right, of course, he's in it. And I, th I thought I, he had more than uncredited. It was uncredited, his, uh, his work on that as a writer? Thought so, but I could be wrong. It may be one of those things that by now it's just sort of a given, and, and, but you have a better memory for that stuff than I do. So, yeah, they're going to be re, uh, rebooting that, I suppose. <clears throat> uh, so that is well, what's... I saw a trailer for Doc Savage. Say that again? Saw the trailer for Doc Savage. You saw a trailer for it? Yep. Or no, Doctor Strange. Yeah, you I saw Doctor Strange. Okay, that's right. No, because when all this time you were saying Doc Savage, I was thinking, 
Why did I get like a black magic witchcraft vibe off of him right, right. about like Aleister Crowley superhero? Right, or, right, right. Or, uh, no, I've seen that Doc Strange, and it looks. Uh, I don't really like the looks of it. Honestly, no. I think that I think that's uh, that's going to be a big mess. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is with um, Cumberbland, Cum, uh, Cumberbatch. Uh, he's extremely popular. I thought he does a great job on that Sherlock. Did you ever have you ever seen his the British? Uh, no, he, he just waves it off. Um, uh, but I've seen him in two or three movies, and I can kind of give or take. Him. What did I see him in? The one where he's breaking the code with the computer. What was that called? Um, the game. The, the something game. Yeah, the code game, or I don't know what it is. Yeah, the, this is the terrible. running game. Uh, <laughs> yeah, whatever that thing was. Right, and he. I saw him in the... You probably liked him okay in the Star Wars, Star Trek movie. <clears throat> Not especially, to tell you the truth. Oh, okay. I, um, yeah, no, I, I, I have not warmed up to him yet. It was called The Imitation Game. That's it, Imitation Game. That he was in. And um, <clears throat> that's, uh, so do you, what do you think of him? Where does he fall for you? Do you even care? No. Like I said, he hasn't, he hasn't, warmed, I, I haven't warmed up to him yet. Okay. I, he hasn't, I haven't seen him yet transcend where now I'm, I'm, I'm in the cult. Yeah, yeah. There's there's nothing else on his list that that jumps out to me either. I've seen quite a bit of it though, and I think I'm sort of over him. What other trailers did you see there? Um, well, speaking of uh, having someone with Asperger's uh, somehow also be uh, incredibly stealth at killing, I saw a trailer for The Accountant. Ooh. Oh yes, with uh, was it Ben Affleck? Sure is. Yes. Um, what other faces did you see in there? I think there was at least one more really recognizable. Yeah, and I'm not recalling off the top Drawing of a blank. Okay. I just was, uh, just when I saw it, I was tripping the whole time, like, wow. So he finally got to make the movie that Goodwill Hunting supposedly originally was. Yes! It's exactly what I was thinking when I saw it. Oh, we should have been there together. I yes. thought exactly the same thing. I looked it up. Didn't really turn out to be quite the case um, in that I don't think he has a writing credit on it or anything like that. But it did. that's exactly what I thought, too, when I saw it. That's funny. Um, and, uh, and Mag 7, the Magnificent 7. Oh, yeah. Trailer. Um, I... I saw it, I think at a certain point I started closing my eyes and shutting stuff out. I'm not super excited about the idea that that movie is being remade. Um, I, I'm familiar with the the old one, and it has sort of, you know, pantheon-type status. Yeah. But um, I, I, I just have this feeling that it's that they can't, they're, they're never going to kind of just give up and start over. Just yeah. find a new story to tell that isn't leaning on anything from the four. It'll have the song in it, and it'll have this, that, and the other thing. And, uh, and a more ethnically diverse cast, because now, of yeah. course, everything has to be uh, ethnically diverse. Well, you know, it's funny you say that, because uh, a while ago I was thinking, I, it occurred to me, who could play the Russell Crowe character on television? Yes, who? 
Keith David. Oh, yeah. He's, isn't he a little old, though? Or is he yeah, not? Isn't Crow's character supposed to be <laughs> have a few years on... Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're right. You're right. Um, uh, so... Or someone... I'm kind of... David, whoever he is. I am sort of interested in westerns kind of in general, so I may end up seeing that at some point. Um, I'm not, and I wasn't a fan of the original Magnificent Seven, but I, I told my wife that I would see that with her. <laughs> addition that she watches Kurosawa's Seven Samurai with me. That's a good deal to make. That's a very good deal to make. Uh, you'll have to tell us how that works out. I, I mean, will. how long she puts off watching that <laughs> the Kurosawa. <laughs> um, and then I close my eyes through a Jason Bourne trailer because I am a big fan of Jason Bourne and I did not want to see any of it. I didn't. You didn't close your eyes. I did not close my eyes. Okay, because you don't give a shit? No, I'm, 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 oh, I'm prepared to spoil it for you. Okay. No, no, please don't. I suppose. I mean, you know who's in it. Um, so, no. Well, uh, so that was uh, that was the only trailer I can think of that you hadn't mentioned, but I'd seen the other ones uh, in my yeah. in my screening as well. Um, you know, yeah, I also saw one more, which totally baffles me. The um, the, the, the 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 little the, the, the group of magi- of uh, magicians with um, oh, now you see me too. Now, uh, yes, I don't know. That got a sequel? It's just insane what happens. With, How did uh, a sequel get greenlit? I, I promise you I, that it's just a matter. Sure, it comes down to we got a third one coming and round it out. They <laughs> have finished the trilogy. Um, I'm sure it's, just, it's dollars and cents. I, I don't know what the budget was. I don't know what it made. Where inter- did that do well? Uh, you know, that's funny. You mean where on earth did anyone care? Yes, that's exactly what I. Mean. <laughs> What's the territory that 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 determined we'd have a sequel to that movie? Right, three years later, even they had to get right to it. Um, I, I don't. You know what? Does IMDb cover that kind of information? I don't know if someone contributed it. Are you kidding? Hang on. It says seventy-five million dollar budget. Yep. And. and- what am I looking at? There's no totals here. IMDb is useless for this. Um, it said the the U.S. looked like it was like 120 million, but it, it's it's listing the grosses by territory. I'm not going to do all that math. That's crazy. So I can't tell you right now. We'll look it up some other time later. But I guarantee you that it must have made 250 million. Or three hundred million for them to go. Let's do it again. Particularly if the contracts were right for everybody. Yeah, I guess. You know, if it was in their favor and people weren't hijacking them to do another one. Right. Um, and they set up. I mean, speaking of sequels, they set up. Um, completely set up the nice guys. Oh my God! Yeah. I mean, it was it was like handed to you on a, on a plate, not necessarily in a. In a, um, you know, super obvious way, 
like the phone rings and they go, let's get going. We've got another call. You know, not that that level, but <laughs> um, that's how I would have done it. But uh, although I didn't even really care for that scene, I don't know. Why, why did he leave his daughter outside? He had dragged her in everywhere else. Why not bring her into the bar? He leaves her unattended at the curb. Pa parent of the year. Yeah, not even consistent in his delinquency. Right. I did like the fact that she was driving for him. That presumably with his broken arm and his various ailments, he wasn't capable just of being driving. Drunk. Yeah, just being drunk. Yes. That she was his designated driver. I did yes. appreciate that in a kind of a bad news bears kind of a. Yes, you me know, too. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking that too. So uh, that's uh, that's pretty cool. All right, I think I think I'm done. So yeah, so just to, so so to wrap it up, we I don't know what to give it uh, rating wise, but uh, it's definitely worth a look see. Uh, absolutely, the nice guys is nice, says this podcaster. <laughs> Once again, we want to thank all of our listeners, especially all those poor marketing interns who have to document anything that qualifies for review. Ah. Absolutely. Uh, we'll be back soon enough with something new. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it feels weird. I mean, the thing is, is before long, we're just going to get hammered by the summer stuff, and it's all going to be action heroes and things like that. So. Uh, maybe we can program as best we can. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but we'll uh, we'll we'll get back to you uh, ASAP. Uh, and until then, the doctors are, as we say, out. <laughs> Let me try that again. <laughs> the doctors are out. <laughs> Just keep going, baby. Just keep going. Just All keep right. going. The doctors are out. The doctors are...